Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Kuka Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm delighted to be joined by the cowboy himself, Maxi Hughes. Maxi... Um, we were joking a little bit about the cowboy hat out in Oklahoma. Um, but listen, you're up against George Cambosis, former sort of like unified world champion at your weight class. Um, yeah, I just want to jump straight into the deep end here. You've had three days, yeah. two, three days now to reflect on it, man. How's your emotions right now? Uh, I'm now I'm now I'm back at home, you know, and around kids and stuff. My my spirits are open. You know, I think overall my spirits are up. I, when I do think about it and I think what could have been, you know, if my, my hand should have been raised and if, you know, if, if I would have come back with that win, you know, I can be, I'd be sat here talking to you, telling you how much I'm looking forward to my next fight as being the IBF world title. Um, so that, that bit hurts, knowing that that's been taken away from me. Um, obviously gutted, but, you know, as, like we've seen it, you know, it's boxing. So uh, I'm not the kind, I don't want to dwell too much on it. It's like, right, you know, it's happened. Let's let's see what we can do about it in terms of the appeal, which me, me and my team are going to appeal it with the IBF and IBO. Um, we'll see what can happen there. I'm not holding my breath, but, mm. you know, we'll move forward. The, the positive thing, you know, all the positive messages and the positive feedback we've got, especially from, you know, in the US, people who don't know me were neutrals on that, you know, so much positive from them, the commentators, you know, Tim Bradley, mm. people, you know, oh, I've got, oh, I've got high opinions of and respect them. And so, yeah, it's, um, that's quite reassuring and, and positive of all the messages of support, um, what everybody's saying. So, you know, we'll try not to be, you know, too sad. You know, the world don't stop, does it? Like, like today, like, like my grass hasn't stopped growing. I've still got to go out there and cut it. Have you got the sit on lawnmower yet? Did anyone get back to you on that? Uh, nobody's come back to me yet, but I know I'm. I'm hoping it's still early in the day. People might be at work and they might not have seen it, but <laughs> if not, I might just have to go out and get myself one. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you can get yourself one there, Maxi. But listen, yeah. you mentioned Tim Bradley, and and like I was watching, I seen Nick Pete as well from the Fight Disciples. His his response to it as well. Um, obviously Tim Bradley and a lot of the the sort of US commentators and fighters, even Shakur Stevenson said, Shakur Stevenson yes. said to uh, George Cambosis, you lost the fight straight to his face. So yeah. does that, I know it. a win, you want to have that win, you want to carry that momentum with your IBO title and get the IBF, but does that give you any, any solace to the fact that at least big names in the sport, they recognise Maxi Hughes and they recognise that you won that fight? Yeah, like the straight away, um, as soon as the initial decision were done, 
uh, I don't know if camera saw it, but I got out of the ring. I thought, I'm out of here. Mm. Um, but I turned around, you know, promoted the belly, shouted me back in. So I, I, did, I went back in and I, I spoke, I did my interview. And before I said a word, once I'd come into camera shot and it was my turn to get on the microphone, I, I just got a standing ovation and a cheer from a full crowd. And I thought, that, that speaks volumes that, you know, I really appreciated that. But yeah, like you say, big name fighters, um, you know, what they've said, that does definitely help. And, you know, like you say, it gives me solace. And we're so in the in the hotel after a reception we saw Belmark Brian McIntyre mm-hmm. um, who was yeah, there with Keyshawn and the, the first thing he said to me <laughs> quite funny he just looked at us and went I heard you all got fucked mm. <laughs> so uh, you know uh, talking with people like that and and everybody else it, it it's it helps you know like for for not not seeing anybody who said you know you lost that fight Maxi so it's definitely softened the blow Maxie, what was I, I was impressed about, right, when I watched it was when George was coming in, you sort of took that little half a foot step back and then coming mm. up with the uppercuts. And this yeah. landed, I, man, I probably lost count how many you landed. Um, obviously, you and you and your coach, Sean, they, they, you've obviously worked on that. So was that something that you had, you had done in the training camp to sort of, you know, George, comes forward with that one-two, so that step back up a couple, yeah. is that something you drilled in your head going into this fight? It's something, it's not, I wouldn't say particularly for George, it's just something that I practice anyway, you know, just being in, in a, you know, being being in gym all the time, like I'll probably be there this week because I still, my body feels pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll I'll get straight back and, and you know, that that's the, I think that's the result of, being a full-time professional and working on things all year round, you know, you get to you get to become good at these things. So um what I said before fight is say like when people said how how will you beat George? I just said I'll find answers. You know, I noticed that that's how he, he was trying to mount his attacks. So me doing that was just a way that I found easier to to nullify his attacks. Um so yeah, you know that's that's how we approached the fight. We we worked on loads and a different stuff, and you know some stuff we didn't need to use, some stuff we did, and some stuff I did just because you know it felt necessary at that time. You know them split second decisions is is what's used in boxing, isn't it? Definitely. <clears throat> when that final bell went, Maxie, um, I probably two parts to this question. I'll get you to answer your your initial. When that final bell went, how confident were you that you'd won the fight? And then when you heard the judges' scorecards and it was a majority decision, I mean, what were your emotions at that point as well? So first part, obviously, the felt bell had gone. Were you, how confident were you? Yeah, I, I thought I'd won. Um, I, I got full faith and trust in all my team. The positive feedback between rounds and the advice uh, going out for the last round felt I listened and... I just felt, you know, like it's for a fighter to judge your fight in the ring, it's obviously really tough. Nobody can really do a good job of that. But you get you get a good feeling from obviously how many punches you, you're taking and if you've been hurt or not. You know, I didn't get hurt. I felt I made him miss a lot and I felt I counted him and, and landed the better eye-catching shot. So I had a real positive feeling um, straight after the fight, you know, and being confident, thinking I've got this. And then 
when I got back to my corner after the final bar, I said, what, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, yeah, you've got that, you've got that. Oh, excuse me. Jet lag, then, jet lag, jet lag. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have had, obviously, I didn't sleep after the fight Saturday. Um, I had a, I had like a couple hours. I had half an hour on flight back. So over the course of the weekend, I've had like three and a half, four hours sleep. So <laughs> trying to catch up now. And then once the, when the decision was being read out, I thought a draw, I thought that sounds a bit, you know, maybe they're trying to give him what they can. And then the two, obviously the, the 115, 113, I thought, yeah, I can, I can cope with that, I can live with that. And then the 117, 111, I thought, they've given me it by that. They've, they've really liked what I was doing in there. And then to, for it to go to George, uh, you know, real, real shock and, and sad and disappointed, angry, all, all the, you know, all the negative emotions straight away. And just like, wow, they've, They've done me, um, and that's why straight as soon as that were read, uh, I went and got out of ropes. I was just making my way downstairs, and you know I, I came back in to to do my interview. Mm. Well, I've got, I've got to ask you, Maxi. Obviously, after the the Haney Lomachenko one, everyone was clamouring for Haney to give Lomachenko the deserved rematch because everyone thought Lomachenko beat Haney. Now, do you think that? For George to write this, get this right, to make it clear from the judges, and you gave him the opportunity to 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 fight for your IBO world title. Um, do you think it's only right that maybe George can give you the the immediate rematch to maybe put this one to bed for sure? I'd love that. Yeah, I did. Meant I know it said in the heat of the moment, like, uh, and I've got no ill feeling, no malice at all towards George. Nothing but respect towards George. You know, it's fighters code. It's not. It's not George who did this. You know. Um, but I, you know, I shook his hand after. I says, "Respect here, George." I says, "Hopefully, you can go on now because it was IBF Eliminator." So, you know, he's not going to want to rematch me before. He's going to want to go on and fight the IBF. But I says, "Listen, you go and get that IBF title, and I'll come to Australia and I'll fight you for that IBF." And you know, it's it's easy to say, "Yeah, yeah." He says, "Course, I will. I'll give you that chance. Mm. Whether that'll happen or not, I, I don't know." Um, hopefully th this fight will and the response to it will niggle away at George enough for him to say yeah that's something that he wants to put to bed um, so let him hopefully get pick up the IBF title and let's do it then when it's bigger and there's more on the line and you know can get paid a few more quid as well exactly that listen you're prize fighters and you deserve it and you're probably at that stage in your career now Maxi where Security for you and your young family is is most important, maybe a little bit more important than, than the belts at this stage. But I do want to touch on something here that after sort of like the Sam Bowen, Martin J. Ward, Liam Walsh losses, you could have easily just thought, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm mm. not quite there. Maybe I don't have it. Maybe it was the, the working and gym and trying to juggle a full-time job in a box. Yeah. You could easily have quit, Maxi. And nobody, nobody would have blamed you for saying, I'm done. I haven't got yeah. for it. But for you to go on and win an IBO World title, go on that amazing run, starting from the John O'Carroll win, and go on that amazing run, and then get your US debut out in Oklahoma, fighting George Cambosis, who's a former unified world champion, who's fought the best. I mean, beat Teofimo beat Lopez, yeah. fights with Devin Haney. I mean, headline out in America, on ESPN, in Oklahoma, Cowboy City. I mean, you're the epitome of don't give up. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, as well, people don't need to get it twisted, like thinking, oh, I'm, I'm just anybody who's had a go at it. I've just not quit. No, I, I, you have to be good. And, you know, I've shown that I've got the talent, but it's not just talent you need. You need the talent. You need the mindset, the resilience, the willingness, the sacrifice, you know, everything. But, you know, I've showed a, a true example. If you love what you're doing, you, you're good enough and you want it enough, mm -hmm. what's to stop you? Because, you know, like you said, after them losses, I've, I will, you know, I'm convincing myself that I just, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm I'm gonna be the nearly man. I'm I'm nearly good enough. I'm good enough to fight for these belts, but maybe I ain't quite got what it takes to to win one. Um, but you know, through persistence and going back to the mirror every time saying, How much do you want this? Do you want that belt? Do you want to win this or do you want to achieve that? You know, I kept going and I, I've got, you know, I've nearly nearly got what I wanted, you know, like say going going out to America on top rank, you know, massive promotion, ESPN, massive channel, and back home in here, Sky Sports. So yeah, I think it went out to 70 odd countries that fight, you know, Australia, all those countries. So, you know, uh, I suppose, you know, I've, I have not been thinking, you know, this is, this is it, this is the pinnacle, but I have enjoyed the journey, like all the training camp, the couple of weeks before the fight that was in America, making the most of that, enjoying it, fight week. Um, enjoyed it all. And, you know, it's, it's not over. You know, I've still got a massive fire in my belly, which says, you know, that fight has just proved to me and proved to the world, you know, the world saw that, that I belong at that level. And that's the fights that I'm obviously going to be chasing. Um, you know, I got Ludabella promised after this fight, he says, your stock's gone up. Mm -hmm. All the American fight fans, all the top-ranked staff, they've all loved having you here this week. Um, and, you know, your stock's grown. So you will guarantee, you'll be guaranteed a big fight off the back of this. So, you know, hold, hold your head high. So, you know, it looks like we'll, uh, the Maxi who's played will be going back out to America, hopefully, before the end of the year. Good. And I think you deserve it, Maxie. I'm not going to sit on the fence on this one. You you, you definitely deserve it as a, mm. as a fighter, as a human being. You're, you're an absolute genuine guy as well. And you totally deserve it. Um, one final one for me then before I go enjoy, and let you enjoy the rest of your day. Maybe even take a little nap because the jet lag's probably kicking <laughs> out a little bit. Um, yeah. Like you say, Ludabella said your stock has risen. I said that I was going to say that you, even though you lost, but your stock has risen now. Would Devin Haney like, likely to move up now? And it's pretty clear his dad said that he's going to move up to 140. He's done. Those belts are going to become fragmented. Now, yeah. you to get in a, in a position to fight for one of them vacant belts, I think that you're there. I think if a fighter who isn't in the number one spot and you're ranked, I think, you know what it's like, boxing is a business. They just need to make a couple of moving pieces. And if they want yeah. to bring a fighter, so-called easy touch, that they may think, oh, Maxi Hughes is that guy. Well, let's bring him over. But you're not an easy touch. So yeah. the, the, even though you lost, you fighting for a world title, it's still there. I, I mean, you've had night yeah. the, the four main ones. I know the IBO is a world title in its own right, but you want to talk yeah. about CIBF, WBO and WBA. I think that even though you lost, them opportunities are still there. And I think it maybe you talked about the end of the year, tail, uh, beginning of the next year. I mean, that, that dream is still alive. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm not giving, I'm not giving up on my dream now. Um, you know, we, we come so close. We, we should have been going ahead to fight for IBF, but you know, that is what it is. Um, 
you know, it's down to my team now. Like Lou DeBella said, he was going to write to all the the governing bodies and make sure that my ranking stays where it is and get ranked across all four sanctioning bodies in the top 10. So like you say, um, I can get in position to to fight for one of these world titles when um, when when Haney vacates. It's, yeah, like you say, it's looking quite clear that he's going to move up and mandatories are going to be called. So the belts are going to have to become vacant, you know, and I'm, my stock's risen in the US, so I'm not, I'm no longer unheard of in the US. Um, and and as well, you know, you've got the likes of Lomachenko who's going to be looking for fights. You know, that can be a matchup. I'd even, I'd even go up to 140 to fight Ryan Garcia again. You know, that was close, obviously, last year. He's going to be looking for a fight. You know, if, if that fight can be a good money fight, that's something I'd be willing to look at. So it's it's on to the team now to to make sure you know we can uh, we can get be involved in them big fights. I love the fact you called out Ryan Garcia there, Max. I love it. <laughs> I love the fact the cowboy hats give you a little bit of attitude, man. I love yeah. it. What's it going to be? Is that going to be the new nickname? Are you going to carry that into the ring everywhere you go now? Is that or is that just a US cowboy heels? I might do, especially if we're over in America. You know, I, I loved it over there and I enjoy wearing this. I mean, it was expensive. That's why I'm wearing it all the time. <laughs> Got to give me a shot. I picked one up and tried one on and it said $65. So I'm like, not a bad price, that, yeah. And, and then I asked the guy in the shop, says, can you get in my size to fit me? So he's going around picking all these sizes. Got my size. I was like, yep, this one fits. Got to till and he must have picked up a different brand because it was double price. But um, I, I bottled it when it came to it when she went, yeah, that's hundred and so and so dollars. I was like, in my head, I was like, fucking hell, that's double price. But then I just, so I've been too polite. I went, all right, yeah, you go. Yeah, great price that. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Listen, as long as you stay clear, the cowboy boots, spurs, belt buckle, uh, yeah. overs on your hip. As long as you stay clear, I'm, 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 it's all good. But listen, Maxie, yeah. like I said to you, I, I'm gutted about the result for you because I became a good friend of yours and uh, I, I was cheering you on. And if, if it's any consolation, I thought you won the fight. If that doesn't, yeah. but listen, like I say, your stock's risen. You, you, you've made a name for yourself in the US. You've made a name for yourself in the UK. I think there's nothing but big fights and financial security for you and your family going forward. So, Maxie. Enjoy your little bit of time off that you have if you're going to take some time off. And uh, listen, I'll be disappointed if you don't walk into the ring with that cowboy hat in the next fight. It's coming, mate. I might even buy myself a new one. <laughs> it's tough. I might even wear one just to be on the back of the screen. Maxie, thank you so much, brother. Uh, like I say, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll speak to you soon, mate. Cheers, Andy. Speak soon, mate. Thanks, Maxie. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.